Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, now, how to grow yourself up. It'd be a bit of an understatement to say that relationships with other people are important and complicated, but it's not always about them, much as we like to perceive it that way. It is also very much about us. That's to say that in our relationships, we can experience the very best and the very worst of ourselves. For that reason, our next guest, the mental health counsellor, Jenny Brown, wants us to look within to get the most out of the relationships with the people in our lives. She says uh, this will help us to feel good, manage stress, and also to help manage setbacks like divorce or depression and anxiety. Jenny Brown is the director and the founder of the Family Systems Institute in Australia. She's just produced the second edition of her book, Growing Yourself Up, How to Bring Your Best to All of Life's Relationships. Jenny, good morning to you. Good morning, Catherine. This is based on the Bowen Family Systems Theory. Uh, What's that about? How long has it been around? Uh, Well, Dr. Murray Bowen was a psychiatrist and researcher who developed from his research a whole theory that sees that humans and families are more than a collection of parts. We're like an organism in our relationships, like a single unit. Hence, it's called the family system. And it's not just about a therapy approach for families. It's about individuals, couples, even workplaces, how to see that we're part of a system all the time. We're affecting others, they're affecting us. And the dynamics that might be common in different kinds of relationships or situations? Correct, yes. And there are lots of patterns that Dr Bowen noticed in his research. He did extraordinary research, Catherine, back in the 1950s that would never get ethics approval today. He managed with the National Institute of Mental Health research funding in the US in the 1950s to hospitalize entire families where a young adult member of the family had a psychotic illness. He had a whole research team observing the family interact, just like Jane Goodall observes that the chimpanzees interact in their natural environment. Bowen is probably one of the few researchers of human behavior who've watched family interactions and had a research team noticing how the family responded to each other, particularly when under stress. So that's the extraordinary basis of his findings, that we humans are very predictable when we're up against it in life, in our relationships. We do the same kind of things over and over again that are not very effective, but they help us cope. This is also this book also draws, though, on your own practice, obviously anonymously, but draws also on your own experience and practice? Indeed. So I have endeavoured to make this quite complex, rich theory really understandable to every person. And to do that, I've taken out jargon as much as I can, put it in everyday language, 
and filled every chapter that covers the adult life cycle from leaving home all the way through to death and dying. And I've used real life case examples from my practice and also from my own life to bring the whole thing to life. How does one grow yourself up? I, I suppose we're all in a different place on the continuum with the sorts of behaviours that we might uh, characterise as being immature or, um, you know, mature but not ideal or, or whatever. But the idea of growing oneself up is what? To recognise patterns of behaviour that really you should have moved beyond by now or, 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 or what? So you've, you've got it in a nutshell that it is, as I'm presenting it in this book, in Growing Yourself Up, the second part of the book is how to bring your best to all of life's relationships because relationships are our best laboratory for learning about our predictable reactions to others. So the pathway to growing ourselves up so that we can contribute to stronger relationships that also therefore contribute to a more satisfying life for us as well is to notice how we manage ourselves in our relationships and in very simply the the principles are all in the context of relationships so how to use my mind rather than let my feelings about others get in the road how to be guided by what my job description is for myself as a spouse or a mum or a work colleague or an auntie or whatever relationship role. Have I thought about what are my principles for how I want to do this job rather than just reacting to others? Learning to see how others affect us, how we affect them. The key 101 of all growing ourselves up that you'll find in every book like this is keeping ourselves calm as much as possible. And a key one is to stay connected because distance is the easiest way to relieve pressure in a relationship, but we don't grow when we avoid the awkward relationship experiences. There's an interest. So there you have it in a nutshell. Yeah. The whole book. There's summarized. an interesting checklist that I think is probably very useful for mm. describing what you're what you're talking about within the book. There's a checklist of the surface level adult, yeah. and then a checklist of the solid inner adult. And I imagine again, everyone is a mix of the two. But if you compare and contrast even two or three characteristics of someone who on the surface is, is an adult but is clinging on to some behaviours that are more juvenile and then you compare them with someone who... Um, and it can, it, You keep maturing, right, right through adulthood. You keep sure. learning, including through relationships. But your solid inner adult has got a lot of things right, I guess. Could you compare and contrast some of the things between the two? Yes. Well, we've got a lot... As you say, Catherine, there's a lot of pretend in us that we often are not aware of and that pretend adult changes who we are like a chameleon according to um, what we perceive will be acceptable in the group rather than the solid adult has inner convictions. They change from within through thoughtful examination of facts rather than from relationship pressure. And that's the key difference. And we've all got a bit of both in us. There are times when we can hold on to what we think, even when others disagree. 
And we can do that with out running away from the people who disagree with us. We can listen and learn from others who see things differently, particularly perhaps our own parents. They're, that's um, possibly the best relationship to test our maturity level. <laughs> and um, with Christmas and... Christmas, here we go, people. We're all back to being five years old. (laughs) So that's... And there's quite a list of the difference. And I know I've had a lot of people who've read the book say that they read that list on more the pretend self and they found it very exposing. Um, They've said to me, I didn't realise how much... Uh, what Bowen called pseudo-self, I've called it pretend self, how much um, we shape ourselves according to the relationships around us. It is confronting, and I think that's one of the challenges in getting a book like this into the marketplace. I, I have written it to be really useful to people, but growing yourself up requires reading things that reveal immaturity. So that's a hard sell. Sure. Who, who wants to, to look at their maturity gap? Frankly, someone who is perfectly mature in every way would probably be, I would personally find them boring. So let's just give ourselves yeah, a break I on this. that's a mythical <laughs> out there. All right. A big, I mean, a big factor, before we get into some specific examples, a big factor of the, the solid inner adult, which is a good way of putting it, someone who's secure, right, can, can handle external pressures, is someone who can tolerate very strong feelings in themselves and in others without, you know, an impulsive drive to escape. Uh, and also in times of stress, can 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 hold the line, can stay connected. Again, again, not a run run away. There's a wonderful cartoon that one of my colleagues has found for the web page. That's got, I presume, two adults in a relationship, um, a man and a woman, and one saying, "Let me explain," and the woman going, "Fine, whatever, I don't care." So, so straight away, in any situation, we can revert to what a teen might do. Let's look at some of, just pick one or two of the areas, and and let's talk about um, a, a marriage relationship or a similar relationship. You've got some examples in here of people um, coming from quite different kinds of intimate relationships with different patterns of behaviour that still reveal the same underlying unconfronted issues. Do you want to give us an example perhaps from that kind of a relationship? Yes. Well, in a marriage, one of the most common patterns for trying to keep a sense of peace and prevent too much stress is what's called over or under responsibility and this is a very common pattern between intimate partners where one person gives up their own decision making to keep the peace and allows the other spouse to feel secure by being the helpful one who is paving the way for both of them and both sides of that dimension they lose their equality they 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 lose walking side by side and expressing their differences but people do it to keep the peace and over the long haul in a relationship it can be lovely in courtship the one person says how wonderful that he or she wants to care for me and problem solve for me and Um, think about what I would love to do on the weekend without even having to ask me, that kind of mind-reading thing. It can be delightful in courtship, and the one who is 
making the the decisions feels very secure with a partner who appreciates their wisdom, it lifts up their esteem. Perhaps they felt that their parents didn't respect them and so they feel this wonderful sense of being respected. And then over the years of the relationship, that cosy um, sense of over and under being a pleasant way of expressing love becomes an irritation. And a lot of couples that come to marriage counseling, couple counseling, present with one being very frustrated that their partner isn't taking initiative and is struggling to make decisions, and the other one describing that their partner has become controlling and bossy. And the the key in this approach is for each of them to see that over the years they've contributed unknowingly to this pattern, whereas mostly we want to just blame the other person. That's a big theme in this book, actually, that for those that you're seeing in counselling in particular, but I guess for anyone who um, is unhappy in any kind of relationship, so often the starting point is the other person. So how do you begin to, uh, without entirely excusing the other person, how do you begin to look at your own, because you're the one whose behaviour can change in the first instance, right? So how do you begin the process with people of looking at how their own behaviour is part of the issue? Yes. So you're right. These patterns that can start as um, helpful patterns, but then they become dysfunctional later on. They're co-created. It's not one person's fault. That doesn't absolve people from needing to take account for abusive or inappropriate behaviours. It never takes away the need for accountability of inappropriateness. However, the message of the book and of this particular systems approach is that the thing you can change is your part in the pattern. You've got complete agency and control to make that difference. And if you change your part, if you recognize, oh, I'm always mind reading in my marriage, I'm always guessing what I think my partner needs without asking them. And that pattern is not actually helping us to feel intimate and really like we've developed a deep friendship and knowing together. So I'm going to work at changing it. I'm going to work at asking my spouse what they think, what their thoughts are about what would be a good way to plan a holiday for this year rather than always take the lead. And if one is in the under-responsibility pattern and you recognize that pattern, and that this is just one example of a number of patterns, but if you can see your part in the pattern, you can observe it is the first step. What, what does this look like? Notice it. Observing is a wonderful thing because it stops us reacting and we observe ourselves. We observe the effect we have on the other. And then you can begin to make little experiments in changing your part. And that is a real gift to turning a relationship around. Parenting obviously is another time where here you are with the ultimate sort of representation in some ways of maturity. You've created another life, right? Mm-hmm. But often it exposes your own inner child uh, quite quite abruptly. Sure do, do, do you want to comment on some of the typical patterns at that point or that emerge over time? In parenting, there are 
Oh, it's, you're, it certainly can expose our immaturities for sure because it demands so much of us as, as human beings. It's one thing to establish a partnership and financial responsibility as adults, but then to have the care of a dependent child is really challenging. And I, I've actually made this a, a research commitment. I've completed a PhD looking at parents' experience of their struggling adolescence. And I really have a, a heart for the struggles of parents today in a changing world, technology. It's really hard to find your feet as a parent again. And the biggest mistake that parents can make, and I've parented daughters who are now adults, but I've seen my own mistakes looking back. And we're all allowed to make mistakes. You, we just need to be good enough parents, not perfect parents. But the key mistake is to over-focus on the child and under-focus on what are my responsibilities as a parent, which means that we can lose ourselves with our children. We can parent in reaction to their behaviors and their moods. We can focus on what will make them happy in the short term rather than what's my job in giving them an experience to cope with life outside of the family, to cope with rejections, to cope with that word no, we live in a world where we've forgotten as parents to say in a calm and principled way, no, I'm not willing to drop everything right now and take you up to the shopping mall. Um, I've got other commitments. I'm willing to do that when you give me more notice. That capacity to define self as a parent leader is the path to mature parenting but it's really hard to do just one final observation i think that's a good one about the whole variety of relationships as you know adult children trying to con connect with parents where there's been a broken relationship um, and again where uh, you perceive the fault and, and you're possibly right it's, it's very much on the other party but the question is what can you do but there's one line here that's very useful the goal is not harmony but authenticity uh, and, and is that one of the measures in some ways across relationships that you're you're getting there. Don't expect everything to be peaceful, uh, but the question is what you are communicating and the way you're doing it is real. Indeed. Indeed. Rejection is part of life, but we live in a world that's made too big a deal of it. We, we can't be all things to all people. Look back over yesterday and see how you couldn't cooperate to make everybody happy in your life. And we have to get used to that in relationship to become more robust human beings that we don't always get our way. And that's good practice at maturing in relationship. Thank you for your time. Jenny Brown, the author of Growing Yourself Up, How to Bring Your Beast to All of Life's Relationships. Exile Publishing, the publishers. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.